What ho, podcast land! And welcome to not only yet another fantabulous episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast, but yet another year! Holy moly, who knew time is linear? This is amazing. Happy New Year, happy 2022. We are gathered here today to talk some Who at you. Uh, Who are we? I'm Leon, and I am staring across the ether at two lovely people in Berlin. Two of my favourite people in Berlin. They are... Uh, reading left to right. Jim. Hello, Jim. Wait, hello, Leon. And uh, I didn't get to correct you. It's a dark past. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. This is how I start the new... Oh, my God. Thank you so much. It's such a nice flow, but, you know, I kind of, kind of want to do it anyway. <laughs> and next to Jim, you've already heard her marvellous voice. It's Marie. Hello, Marie. Why, hello, Leon, and hello, podcast land. Happy New Year. 2022. <laughs> That's right. We hope that everyone had a fantastic and uh, safe and responsible transition into the used to be future, now present year of 2022. Some of us started the new year by watching a a New Year's special of Doctor Who. Those some being the three of us uh, and a whole bunch of other people, one assumes. And we're going to talk about that tonight. It was called Eve of the Daleks. Is this the last New Year? Yeah, this is the last New Year special of uh, the Chibbers era, of yeah. Jodie Whittaker 13th Doctor era. I assume so. I don't know when the next two are coming, but presumably not. I've either. heard rumours that she is basically passing the torch this autumn, this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've announced already that that's the case. Oh, have they? Oh, yeah. I'm totally behind the times. But, but when's the middle know. one? Is it Easter or... Is it just a random... I don't know. Maybe. We will... I reckon there's going to be like a summer... by Podcast Land, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Podcast Land <laughs> yeah. already clicked off this episode. Like, oh, these, <laughs> these bozos don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but that's amateurs. part of the charm of Who Back When. <laughs> yeah. Charm, that's what, so that's what we level. call it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> high level, how did you feel about Eve of the Daleks? I felt good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Mostly nice. until we th- I started thinking about it and then sometimes oh. it didn't hold up very well. But <laughs> generally it was a I was just enjoying it and happy to have some time loop fun on New Year's Eve. And it was a very New Year's Eve special. So yeah. It was, yeah. Although let's put a pin in that because I feel like there was some well, yeah, we'll get to it. Pin pin pin. That comes into the Jim. don't think too hard about it. <laughs> Jim, how did you feel about this? I think pretty similar, actually. Yeah, I think to me, it's kind of a bit above average. I, I did enjoy watching it, but I wasn't getting blown away. And I think in particular, I super loved Flux. I know not everyone did, but oh, interesting. I really enjoyed having those six episodes all linked together, one big arc. And then going back to a standalone thing, it didn't feel quite as amazing. And yeah, but it was still fun. Oh, really? Okay. And and uh, yourself, w- Mr. Leon? Oh, well, I think we're all on the same page. I think this was above average. I enjoyed it, but I think a large reason, uh, uh, one of the main reasons why I enjoyed it was because I rate this differently given that it's a holiday special. Like, I, I'm slightly mm. more lenient in a way. It doesn't have to play by all the rules. I thought this was by far the best holiday special of this era. Uh-huh. I mean, mm. what else have we had? We had, is Spyfall a holiday special? That was like a season opener, but also so I think possibly a New Year's thing. That was the New Year's one, I think. Yeah. Right, and then there was resolution of the Daleks. Right. Maybe those are reversed. I don't know. <laughs> Have there been three 
Dalek New Year's things? Or was one of them not? I think they're all Dalek ones, yeah. Was there a revolution of the... There definitely was a resolution of the Daleks. I know that because I listened to part of our review of that, and we were critical of that episode. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, to me, these are like Matrix films. It took me probably a decade to work out which one was which (laughs) random adjective, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Matrix 4 yet, by the way? Yes. I did, yeah. Oh, oh my god. Okay, right. When when we turn off this recording, we need to know that about Matrix 4. I want to hear what you think about that. You see, you've Actually, seen it already. Sold this episode. Let's do an episode on Matrix 4. It's a thing that will give you an opinion. There you go. <laughs> so we had, th- there's another one. We had Revolution of the Daleks 2021. That's probably the one that I was thinking of. Mm. Spyfall, it came out in early 2020. I think it was sort of in lieu of a New Year special, in a sense. It was, mm. a, it was a season opener. Before that, sorry, I'm going backwards. Resolution, 2019 New Year special. And that's it. That's it for Jodie Whittaker. The, yeah. So that was like the Scout Dalek one, wasn't it? Yes, that's the one, yeah. And then the last Dalek one was when they had like the two opposing factions of Daleks. Is that right? Yes. And now we're back yes, to that's right. yeah, yeah, sing- yeah. singular Daleks. That was the one where humans had been making Daleks in Japan. I I want to say in Kyoto or something. And we didn't meet a single person in Japan except for someone who was probably from Sheffield. uh, (laughs) Or Liverpool or Manchester, depending on where they were were filming other things. Yeah. One of the northern powerhouses. Mm. So where do you guys want to start with this one? And how would you rate it compared to the other specials that we've had with them? I definitely rate this team way higher. That's for sure. Oh, It doesn't have Graham and Ryan in it. <laughs> oh, it I, really I, I love that. I'm so glad I mean, you said that. I think I'll stand by it. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss them one bit, so... I don't miss yeah. Ryan one bit because I think he was never p- particularly well written. Graham, I do kind of miss. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think towards Wouldn't the end, he just I was like, be really actually, not bumbling and annoying though in this episode. If he was there, oh yeah, absolutely. Do, do you know who else is really annoying but doesn't have the bumbly charm? What's his name? <laughs> I wanted to call him Dan, Dan Stevens. It's not Dan Stevens. Dan. What's his name? <laughs> Dan. Yeah, the guy who's not Graham in my notes. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, did you say lovely Dan? Yeah, lovely bumbly oh. Dan. He is a bit bumbly. Oh okay. Wait, I, Jim, yeah, I, you, come on. No, I'm Back on the race side here. I super warmed to Dan like from the get-go. I was really surprised. Like I was as anti-bringing in John Bishop as... The, the next person <laughs> especially when they threw around that thing with photo of him holding a um was it a walk i think as a promo picture <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah but no i i've warmed to him incredibly quickly and i think he didn't have a massive job to do in this and what he did do i think we need to unpack a little bit in this, in this particular <laughs> episode but i i like john bishop in this yeah. i like okay. parts of him in this and then other parts of him i found super annoying um please elaborate again. well no because again that's a bit that's a bigger question okay well but... we can unpack that bit do we want to i'm we super dive happy into to start the... with that point shall we <laughs> let's start with Talk not dan stevens what's his name again john bishop <laughs> john bishop his name is um, dan right what the character's name is Dan, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay. I thought I'd be saying this wrong this whole time. What his is his name? His character name is Dan Lewis. 
Dan Lewis. Dan go. Lewis. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just remember Dan. Desperate Dan. Lovely Dan. You can't go wrong with Dan. Um, <laughs> What's his name again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree to disagree. That's <laughs> Mr. Dan. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Dan when he was wrestling the Dalek and he was, he went in to save the day. He was like, I'll go and take the Dalek on the first floor and you two go and be brave and clever. And like, and he was like, oh, yeah, you're better at this stuff than I am. You go and tackle the, I don't know, the big yeah. bad on the top floor and sacrificed himself. That was really cute, I think. And then he went and did a real clever, and he just stood super close to the dolly, like, <laughs> like closer than the gun can reach. And then they did a little twirl, like that was adorable. Just don't I know why he you. had to the- step backwards. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, I think you've got a tactic when he's walking around in circles. <laughs> Yeah, when he's leading the Dalek around in circles, it felt very sort of William Hartnell-y, like very classic Who, early classic Who. The Daleks are, you know, you throw a blanket over it and it's being disabled effectively. (laughs) And it it was really, like, yeah, as you say, cute. It was a a really cute moment. But then why did he commit suicide in that scene? Like, Why didn't he just like give it vertigo and run out of the room or have it fire Mm. against a mirror or something? Like, he didn't have to die, basically, is my point. Like, you could... He clearly had the upper hand, just go elsewhere. To be fair, I feel like there was a lot of unnecessary dying in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's one of my biggest beefs with it. They just seem to give up super quickly almost every time. They're like, sod it, this one's halfway over, let's do the next one. (laughs) Um, We've got a really good plan, eh? (laughs) like you save before you enter a room you expect to have problems in and it's like it didn't go quite how i wanted reload (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but here you only have a finite amount of reloads so i'm I'm with you on this actual life (laughs) every time that the doc every time yeah yeah also yeah but like every time that the doc said next time let's do something else and then the one time after that we've got our plan they didn't have to die at that point they could all just go like oh she could have just added well but uh, i mean obviously let's try to stay alive as long as we can and then find out more about this one maybe we'll get out this time and we won't need the extra we don't have to die twice more exactly being shot like electrocuted it by a dog. It must hurt. Surely. It must hurt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, sorry. I... Is it okay if you stick your dick in this cigar cutter? But it's fine. It'll grow back out afterwards. Like, maybe I won't anyway. Like, it's, I won't anyway. Okay. <laughs> that's it they're making a lot of assumptions just because it's been going down a minute every time i don't think there's anywhere reference that it's going to stop at midnight they just assume that that because it's a new year's special (laughs) what if this one's the last one and she just kills them all and that's the end of doctor who Hang on, there was something else about, um, not Graham, Dan Lewis. Because there are things that you liked and things that you disliked about Dan Lewis. Uh, oh, I think okay. you've now listed one scene that you liked. The scene that I liked, well, I can only remember him really in these two scenes, so okay. everything else was a bit <laughs> blah, I guess. Um, okay. But the, the scene that really irritated me with, which is probably the whole storyline, like, I think I wasn't on board with is when he's like, "Oh yes, you've got a thing for the doctor here, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I've seen you." And then he's, and then he's like, "I don't know." Like, and and then he, well, and then he tells the doctor, which, hello, <laughs> like, yeah, she's none of your business, Dan Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a fucking schoolyard! <laughs> like, oh, I know someone's yeah. got a crush on you. <laughs> like, no. 
And then to top it all off, when I think right, it's at almost the end, as though he knows that Yaz and his contracts are running out, and he needs to get <laughs> exactly. this out very quickly. Yeah, we need to fast track this. Come yeah. on, yeah, we need some yeah. resolution. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, right at the end, like the doctor and Yaz like share a moment or whatever, and he stood behind, like looking really smugly, like I made this happen. Like, no, fuck you, Dan. You didn't do anything. And yeah, just do not take credit me. for other people's romantic life. <laughs> exactly. How much joy he gets from this is just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I would go so far as to call it glee. I think yeah. I think Dan basically is a dick in disguise. I don't like him, okay? <laughs> like, so, actually, wait, no, I take that back. I, I don't mind the character so much, but I severely dislike the actor. And I use mm. the term actor so loosely. That, no. <laughs> uh, I watched this with Kat of mm. Doctor Who live theatrical experience review fame. And it was... Quite literally, her very first episode of Doctor Who ever. She had never seen anything else. This was the very first thing she'd ever seen of Doctor Who. And among... I will probably quote her about different characters, but her her comment about not Graham, Dan Lewis, was John Bishop can't act his way out of a paper bag. Mm. That was that was her main takeaway of that character. And I'm really sorry, but I kind of agree. Like Every moment, every delivery that he had, and most of them were... In, I kind of want to put a pin in this as well, because I feel like this is a conversation in itself. Every moment that he had a weird aside with Yaz, like mm. those two had their own rapport going on whilst the main plot was happening in the foreground. All of those times, I felt he was not believable. The only th- scene that I really enjoyed him in was that twirl the Dalek around scene. But I don't know I whether that's, yeah. those scenes were his fault as the actor or just that it was really awkward dialogue yeah. that didn't need to be there. And Th- Oh, that's possible. Okay, that's fair. Like, yeah. yeah, like it felt really forced. It didn't feel like a natural thing. Like they're, they're literally on the clock. They've got two minutes to yes. not even say oh the God. God, just not die. Like this is not the exactly. time for this conversation. And so ev- all of those little asides and conversations just felt completely unnecessary. Um, it's like you're reading from my notes. Like, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> great minds uh, or two peas, one pod, whichever one you want to pick. Holy smokeroonies <laughs> and cheesecakes. Why Why is that aside going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I don't feel like, I get it more with um, the other, the Irish lady and the um, yes. weirdo with the room who we'll get to as well. Oh, we need to talk <laughs> About him. We need yeah. to talk about him because you they, either like, love or hate him as a character. I think I I am undecided. I think, I think okay, I do both? we'll pivot you in one direction. Okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, like for them, like they literally have no fucking clue what's going on. They don't know who the doctor is, so they they don't know that they're going to get out of this. This might be yeah. the last two minutes of my life. So I understand them having a little bit of a moment and a hot heart and just being like, fuck it. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to die soon anyway. I might as well, like, you know, and they, they don't know what else to do. Whereas, like, Dan and Yaz have a plan. They, you know, they have to be collecting fireworks or whatever they're doing. There's a goal and they're just wasting time talking and it just seems ridiculous. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think those yeah. two, um, what are they called again? Sarah and Nick. Nick. Nick, yeah. They are the best thing about this episode. I, I mean, oh, really? sorry, Sarah is the best thing about this Sarah episode. Is, Sarah's yeah. lovely. She's brilliant. She's incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Make her the doctor. Her, comics, her <laughs> comic timing is just amazing. Oh, well, she's a brilliant comic anyway. Yeah. Like, And I normally hate it when they put comics in Doctor Who, because it's just like, normally they don't 
they're comics first and actors second or not at all. Isn't John um, Bishop a comic? Yeah, yeah, he is, exactly. Which is why I was so annoyed when they made this big yeah. hoo-ha about him being in it. But no, she's got acting chops as well. I th- well, I mean, she wasn't stretched hugely, I guess, but... No. It, she's, she's, she's at least acted before. She's a pleasure to watch, I think. You can't help but warm to her. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, she was fantastically... She was probably also the most well-written character of everyone. Like, including mm. the Doctor. Yeah. It, it seemed as though most of the writing went to her. Mm. I guess I think she's the big like star of it. She's really yeah. She was the guest star for, for that episode. That's for sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, hang on. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got onto the 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 revelation of uh, Yaz liking the Doctor. No, let's come back. Oh, to that. Yeah. We come back to that. Okay, let's still... do Sarah. Okay, and pin. Nick pin, pin, pin. Let's talk okay. about weirdo Nick and whether he's adorable, weird, or psycho weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I just say something first before we get into that? Because okay. Please do. Part yeah. of me really thinks that doesn't matter. Like you write, you write him. Those are the things that you're writing about him. He's done this stuff. Yeah. That's one thing. The thing that really bothered me is then fast tracking that, and it's the second time I've used that phrase, which really disgusts me. I'm sorry. <laughs> this over business phrase of fast tracking. Uh, anyway, fast track this. Can we please streamline this workflow? Yeah, great. <laughs> oh, God no. <laughs> Wait, can we just circle back? Is uh, this upstream or downstream, Jim? Uh, can we? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, it's more bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope my manager isn't listening. <laughs> But yeah, the the romance side of it, I get that it was a stressful situation and she felt grateful that he had gone to rescue her. But mm. it just I just really didn't buy any kind of connection between those two characters, Sarah and Nick. And it's like, I don't care if he's he's lovable weird or serial killer weird. I just didn't see any development. I just saw weird, weird, weird. She's even shouting at him that he's weird. Then, oh, no, they're, they're kind of like each other. No, no, no. I mean, no, there's no. not a chance in hell that she survives this trip right and uh, well. n- next year nick will show up at whatever the replacement he'll go across the road to the competing uh, self-storage franchise and he'll probably start a whole new storage room and he'll start it with one of her belongings like here's her christmas sweater or whatever like he is for sure a serial killer um and they, um, absolutely like i can't believe that they asked him like oh are all these ex-girlfriends alive and he went yeah and everyone went oh phew yeah. that's all right then <laughs> yeah. as if guess, as if guess what a serial killer you. would be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I would not believe him a thousand percent. I know we like to forget he is this as well. For sure, but actually a trained <laughs> police officer in the room in Yaz. Oh, that? that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not making detectives. Come on, take her badge, please. <laughs> But anyway, but anyway, that aside, whether or not he is a serial killer, uh, which I believe him to be, I do think that there was, like, she was so dismissive of him, and then, he, like, the revelation that he came to save her, that, like, it wasn't just a random, like, crush on her, that he actually, like, was willing to put himself in danger for her. And she literally said at one point that, like, her family wouldn't do that for her. Like, not, like, her mum wouldn't call her when she asked if her life depended on it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like she doesn't have anyone else in her life that that looks after her in that way. And so I think she saw past all the weird potential stalkery stuff and went, here is a a good man, like, at his heart is a good person. And so I will overlook everything else. Can I also just think you know the devotion of a stalker? (laughs) 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 I also really want to point out that in this, based on the amount of shelf space that he uses, this guy has every STD on the planet. Like, the... the, (laughs) the, the, (laughs) 
who has that many relationships? That's, that's I, I know he says like, oh, they're not all relationships. Some of them are just like you know people I meet on bodycontact.com or you know. But like why are they all leaving it. their shoes at his house? <laughs> like if that, you have a one, the only person stand... who doesn't need shoes is a dead person. Exactly, he is a murderer. <laughs> exactly. Like there's no way that he's had that t- like time to woo all of these women who are all that forgetful. Like he's definitely yeah, including that one lady who used skis for shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely at least at least stealing stuff from women that he stalks, if not yeah. best case scenario, them. kleptomaniac. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Likely outcome serial murderer. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He had one really good line, which like, so good that I made an I so quote unquote so good that I made a note of it, and that was the X terminated. I thought that was oh, oh, God. Oh, it's no. so cheesy, but so good. I loved it. <laughs> Oh dear. But going back to the relationship thing, I'm so surprised yeah. that you kind of accept that because I feel like that's the thing that we often point out as like this is the incorrect, you know, action to reward that male characters often get. It's like I have shown you that I did something nice to you, ergo, we are now dating. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, yes. true. No, you're absolutely right, and I do normally hate that, and that's thank you for pointing that out, Jim. Um, <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... <laughs> While he's spreading his legs and mansplaining everything. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sorry. <laughs> but, Taking I mean, up two I'm seats not... on the tube. <laughs> I'm not going to defend it to the hilt because, like, it's not like the, the dream couple. I mean, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, I can see in that situation when you think you're about to die and someone has done an incredibly, like, kind thing and and she's alone and she doesn't want to be alone and like he's an attractive man i don't know i can just i can see it happening i can see like adrenaline flying around and like why not and it's a little bit of a like like middle finger to a mom as well who like you know i get that i don't know i think Mm. like with the other relationship revelation we will come on to it just felt like there wasn't enough dialogue to kind of like if you had more dialogue to say she's kind of like uh, in fuck it mode or in desperation mode oh i totally feel like she was in fuck it mode she's about to die she's got a minute left to live yeah yeah i I, I don't know i I agree with that and also i would argue that she's not entirely sane herself like there's they're they're both (laughs) on some spectrum and (laughs) it consequently they're like that's fine you know that's okay she runs the worst business in on the planet uh, which has just burnt to the ground as well like what is keeping her there basically she said like she's always wanted to explore the world with a guy and she's never had anyone to do it with and here's a guy who wants to do it with her and she has nothing left to stay here for because literally her business is in ashes like why the fuck not and i feel like that's more what it is it's not like it's a true romance type thing that they're gonna fall in love and get married she's just hey i want to experience more to life than this one little dump that i've been working in for the last decade and yeah, this is I mean, can we to talk about that? the business side of this though? What <laughs> the f? I mean, so she's sitting on a plum piece of real estate. She owns yeah. incredibly valuable valuable property. She has one single client who probably does not pay enough to pay the, I guess, salary for the guy Jeff who secretly lives there, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, nor enough to pay just the electricity bill in this place yeah. or her, you know, just food and bills. Like, how does this work? This is this well, is this a tanking is business. Yeah, she is not a 
very savvy businesswoman. I feel like she, yeah. <laughs> I think she's clearly financially independent and socially incompetent. Like she, yeah. she uses this business, quote unquote, business, just as an excuse to get out of social engagements. She doesn't really want to do New Year's stuff mm. because you could just close it. Like, she, surely, fucking you close it. You have customer. one customer. Give him a yeah. key. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do that. him. Lock out when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have one customer and he's a serial killer. What does he do, by the way? What's his job? Is that ever alluded to? I don't recall it. Whatever it is, he gave up on it. Do you know why? Yeah. Because you can be a serial killer remotely. Like, that's that's why. I don't know if there's money in serial killing. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, you're sorry, I haven't really looked into this, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a hitman. Maybe he's a hitman and that's how he gets his money. And then all these things oh, are like... That's um, exactly what it is. No, so, just, just so trophies, like, yeah. No, but like you, to hold it again, that's why I need to keep them. Is whoever hired him, oh. it's like that's the thing that connects them to the murder and not like gets him out of it. <laughs> he doesn't want to kill her. Oh, okay. Nobody's put a hit no, on no, her. No, her like, mum he really wants to kill her. her. Her mum's just like Christ. My daughter just <laughs> won't give me, stop giving me shit for calling four minutes to midnight. Like, Can she not just talk like, to the woman for four minutes? Like, why call me back at midnight? Do that. Do what? that. <laughs> He hasn't seen her. When she calls her properly and mm. she's sort of out of sync with the loop, she says, uh, I know we haven't spoken in two years or something like that. Like, maybe spend more than 30 seconds on the phone with your mum. Yeah. Like, maybe yeah. just a tip, do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question for you guys. is This is meant to be this New Year's, right? This was New Year's yeah, yeah, Eve yeah. 2021. 2021, yeah. Slash 2022. I never know what to call it. This is why, by the way, the New Year's bloopers are always called New Year's bloopers on whobackwind.com because I don't know what the year is that you assign that New Year's. If this is 2021, New Year's 2021 slash 2022, why is no one wearing a mask? She's not wearing a mask. Nick's not wearing a mask. Um, no one reacts to Doc Yaz and uh, Dan Stevens not wearing a mask. The taxi driver doesn't wear a mask. The Dalek doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> the mask would have been a great thing to put on the Dalek eye Ooh, to blind thing. it, yeah. Exactly. I can only assume that Doctor Who canon is not going to have a pandemic in it. Oh, mm. uh, interesting. There's, that there's is not interesting. So far, has it? Don't th- I don't remember one. No. That is super duper interesting because, as mentioned before, pressing records, uh, Kat and I are currently watching the worst television show in the history of television, namely and just like that, the sequel to Sex and the City. And even in that shit show dumpster fire of a television production, they make the pandemic canonical. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. That's probably the easiest. And just like that, one Doctor Who zero. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, because otherwise you have to get all the extra, like, people walking down the street to take their masks off. Like, anyone oh, who's ever shot anywhere. Like, or everything from now on is going to be filmed in a warehouse. Yeah. Which which wouldn't be out of the scope of Doctor Who. No. <laughs> it has prior. <laughs> <laughs> everything is shot in a warehouse in this one. I'm kind yeah. of assuming mm. that that's because of the situation. Yeah, I mean, maybe. comparing it to all the previous holiday specials or whatever, Spyfall, all of the world, Resolution, Revolution, all of the world. This one, one place works super well i think yeah yeah i really liked it i really really liked the premise that they're you know that in this little time loop and i really really loved here we have a dalek and every time the doc is face to face with a dalek we're like just fucking shoot them like the daleks are like oh you're my biggest nemesis and they never just shoot and here we had exactly that and it was like oh wow cool okay they listened (laughs) totally agree yeah and then five minutes later Shot down a hallway and missed every bloody time. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't have them all. I did think if Drew was going to be on this one, then he might have a whole corridor. Some corridors, corridors, and corridors, yeah, th- whatever. It is. I mean, there are a lot of corridors and corridors. Don't send this one, aren't there? <laughs> I mean, mostly aimed at the Daleks. Like, if you're shooting down a corridor, do you just shoot straight and hit the baseball right in front of you, or do you just randomly shoot the walls? <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay, time for cat quote number two. Um, quote, why doesn't everyone just duck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. can, yeah, can yeah. They, they not aim? Is it just that they're always at that level? We should just fall <laughs> whenever there's Daleks around. I, I guess so. I mean, I'm assuming that they can aim. Surely they can. They're like super sophisticated. They're the deadliest alien race or murder machine in the universe. But like, apparently <laughs> they, they can only aim horizontally, not vertically. <laughs> I think, and they can't I tilt. Think, <laughs> I think they totally can do that. At least they could before. I don't know about this Gatling gun version, but we've definitely seen them going up, down, and mm. doing s- sneaky shots. But anyway... Th- I, I put I that down say, to this being a holiday special. Oh, sorry, Jim. Yeah, well, I I, I just put it down to lazy writing. <laughs> and that's, oh, okay. that's yeah. the number one reason to me why this is just a, a slightly above average episode is both the literal and metaphorical execution of the Daleks. Like, but I think that that's something that you wouldn't get away with in a regular mid-year mm. episode, but on a, in a holiday special, you, you do get away with that, and you do get away with, you know, elf storage and, and yada, yada, yada. I think that's the kind of shenanigans that are acceptable. Do that shenanigans, why don't you throw in a line of dialogue from a doctor saying, these new Gatling versions aren't very accurate, you know, play it up. Something. That's a good point. Like that's they, a super good, yeah, I take it all back. They, they can aim, <laughs> but because they, they're, as they shout exterminate then he ducks and they've already fired and he's so quick that they've already shot each other and they and then they get stuck on then like and then they shoot out the aiming function for each other so they just carry on shooting like i yeah i don't mind it in the in the bit where he ducks oh. but that's like two right in front of each other they they think he's an easy target yeah they just fire straight and he ducks fine whatever but then there's multiple scenes where people are running away from them oh yeah no like, that's even, bullshit. even ignoring the corridor <laughs> they're thing, firing just... they're firing everywhere everywhere up yeah. and down by the Way. Like um, yeah. Sarah, I think multiple loops like gets time to run to a lift or run round to the stairs. She's in the lift, she's, she's like trapped in the trapped lift. In the lift. She yeah. can't run away, and they still miss her. Yeah, like it's just yeah, so true. undone. Yeah. Multiple times in various different ways, it's mm. just really frustrating. Hmm. Okay. Well, how did you feel about there being a new weapon? It's no longer just a whisk. Isn't this kind of the weapon that they had for the... Um, is it the special weapons, Dalek? Is that what it's called? The the one Dalek. That we, we always mention it. The Sylvester McCoy Dalek that only appeared once or twice. I don't know. I'm I'm not the Dalek expert. You'd have to answer your own I'm not here. the Dalek expert either, it, obviously. <laughs> but I think there's such a Dalek as the special weapons Dalek, and it also has a Gatling gun, like one of those rotating shenanigans. But it also has a different top. Like, it doesn't have mm. an eye stalk as such. It looks more tank-like. I guess, again, the thing that was nice was the Doc saying, oh, it's okay, I've, like, um, sonicked them and therefore oh. neutralized their weapon. And then realize that actually she hasn't, like they've evolved past that, they learned from last time. And so it, it takes that away from being a quick fix, because otherwise she'd be left right sonicking everything. That is and the best segue in to. the entire universe, because holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes, was there not a sonic ex machina in every single scene? Like the, every, everything was sonicked in this episode. Yeah. Everything. I've, I've forgotten. What else has got sonic? 
They do Everything the- got Sonics. She sonics <laughs> the phone at the end when the mum rings. I think she answers it by a sonic. Okay. She yeah. answers that. She uses the sonic the... to create fake human readings for the oh, Daleks yeah, to track. Yeah. She uses the sonic to analyze the, just the general situation, as in like she reads rooms, she reads several floors. She goes, she sonics just the ceiling and goes, oh, there's a Dalek two floors up or two floors down or something. Oh, that mm-hmm. means there are two of them. Like, wh- since w- this is a screwdriver, like si- w- since when, you know? <laughs> Everything is done with the sonic. I buy that kind of like using it as a sensor thing, like for a sonic, like sonar type thing. That's true. Okay, no, I like that feature, you know. But then that's another thing why it's average to me is because they established this thing where both the Daleks know where the humans are and the humans know where the Daleks are, and then we get a massive plot point where. The doctor says, oh, we've killed these two Daleks, but there's two now. We thought there were one. So that means there's probably now three. And it's just like, they're just making it up. I, how didn't, many Daleks not, I didn't get that. Yeah. It was just I wonder sense. if that's something because that you get make on rewatch. Well, I, I don't. I yeah, feel like there must really be something clever that I didn't it was, get. That was partly why they oh, didn't like. Oh, this time round, we're gonna die anyway because there's more Daleks we can't kill. So let's just let them kill us. And at, at, like, mm. at no point did you know how many Daleks there were. I didn't understand. Like exactly, it wasn't like they were yeah, getting the, one extra Dalek every time. The place could be teeming with Daleks for all they know. The building yeah. could be surrounded by Daleks. And, that's, and oh, at that uh, point, they already knew about the exit downstairs that was unguarded. Yeah. It's like, wouldn't you just run for the exit, get out of the building, get out of the loop, and then you can blow up the building later. You don't have to do it all in one minute. Yeah. At least, at least yeah. try. Like I understand, you'd you'd try a few times and fail, and then you'd be left with a yeah. minute because that's you know better for us as viewers. But you wouldn't just wait to be killed. Like that just seems so no. counterproductive, wasteful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, I that's maybe meet Sorry. them halfway and went because it, it's quite late on. The doctor says, "Well, we need to do a fake out plan yeah. so that Daleks don't know what our real plan is." And maybe, as is sometimes the case, Doctor thought of that ages ago and so didn't want to do anything to mm. do with the real plan, which includes going to actually find the exit. But I feel like that's not how it was presented. I think when mm. most of the time when the Doctor does that and it's like you're being let in on what the Doctor's been doing for ages, it's way more obvious that's mm. the case, and the dialogue didn't seem to fit that pattern um the other thing that really stressed me out about this was so lovely ailing bee what she called sarah sarah Sarah, has this moment of like oh nick came to save me now i've got to go and save nick and the doctor's like we're gonna you know we're gonna die this time and come back and try again and she has this moment of panic of like but nick won't be here because nick doesn't make it past minute five or something so we have to save him in this one so that he'll be in the next one it's all very well and good but then the next time round, everybody dies very very quickly like i'm sure some people die within the first minute and everybody comes back like i think they only have three minutes left at that point and everyone dies really quickly and it's like oh no foil plan let's try again i'm sure some of them like would be less than a minute and that's never really addressed. Yeah, I, think it's I not, agree. Not only that time, I think a previous time, I think Sarah appears in the lobby as normal, and a Dalek appears immediately and shoots her. And yeah, and like, she's in the next one. There have been there have been plenty of times that you saw people get killed really, really quickly. Where that logic of if you die in the minute that gets erased, you're permanently dead, just didn't apply. Mm. It would have been really nice if they'd like. I like that logic, but it would have been really cool if like if you could go back and time it and be like, oh, actually, she died at sixty-one one seconds so she's okay this time 
Yeah, I don't yeah. believe that. I don't think that. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm with you guys. The the mention that one scene where Sarah was talking about, oh well, this is the last chance to see him. Basically, it seemed like the episode was perhaps a little bit cleverer than it actually ended up being, and that's partly why well, it's for two reasons really. Like reason for me anyway is like reason one being that that ends up not being the case. Like it's so easy for him to just survive that minute, <laughs> just. <laughs> Doc, and then actually that's no longer a problem. And two being, oh, Doc is an asshole because what if Doc doesn't succeed in saving him? This Doc, Doc had nothing to do with this survival. He did this on True. his own. So let's say Doc goes there, is too late, which by the way, she would have been had he not saved himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she has also robbed Sarah of the opportunity to spend that last minutes with what ends up being her love interest. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess that was a clever that didn't really pay off for that reason. It's, it's slightly unfortunate, I think. I have another question for you guys. Are these meant to be the three last Daleks in the universe? I've got no fucking clue. I don't think that's ever established. No, I I took it to be there are probably quite a lot of Daleks still around. Yeah, same here. Yeah, Why do they only send three? Yeah. Well, your point earlier, of, I, I never thought of it. Like, there could have been Daleks surrounding the building. Why weren't there Daleks surrounding yeah, the building? True. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Well, you know yeah, what's much more efficient? Random... Oh, yeah, but... sorry. Go, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. <laughs> We're so polite. <laughs> <laughs> why why confine yourself to this self-storage facility? What is more efficient than sending three random Daleks? Like, oh, three, four, seven, three, four, eight, and three, nine, eight. That's the, we're only in the threes. Um, <laughs> go to this self-storage facility and kill the doctor, but do it multiple times, which, by the way, like, what the hell? And like, just go to the final cycle, however that works. And then, uh, and also, or like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, fuck. I've grammatically torn this argument asunder. <laughs> what is more uh, successful and efficient than that? I'll tell you what, blowing up the freaking planet. Like, the Daleks mm. have on multiple occasions been proved themselves capable of either blowing up a planet, undoing space and time, or at the very least, firing a rocket at a city or something. Like, just destroy a, a, a house, a city, a country, or a continent. That is entirely within their wheelhouse, but instead they send three dudes to one building, and they, and they don't fail. Even, they don't even secure the whole building. Why do they leave this random door open? Does, does one of the Daleks, like wander around every floor checking all the exits and sealing them up and just happens to miss the basement well i you know what i probably and also (laughs) actually you know what yeah probably because the daleks don't seem capable of going through doors somehow they're capable of you know going up and down floors yeah. But they are stumped when they get to a locked storage facility like storage closet they have to blow. They're like, oh, Daleks are it. patient. You don't have to be patient. You have <laughs> a laser. Laser is the antonym of patience. Like, just <laughs> fire your laser at this closet. Done. <laughs> yeah. Um, or have, like, thing... Dalek kamikaze pilots. Oh, sorry, Marie. Um, when they mention, she says, like, why are you here? And they say revenge. And it's revenge for the flux and the Dalek oh. fleet being destroyed. So maybe there aren't that many Daleks left. Like, okay. But there's they're being sent from somewhere. Yeah. Like it, it's between three and but, um, infinite. If you only had five Daleks left, you wouldn't send yeah, all exactly. five. What if they all get killed? <laughs> well, got there prior. are three plus Daleks in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
It may be. It may be that's that. That's the logic. But again, it's not explained. No. And I guess you don't need the Daleks to give away their their battle plans. But they could they could say something like, "Oh, we are but a few fleets left," or something like that. Or they could say, "Oh, you destroyed all but one fleet of Daleks." Or I don't know something that makes it sound more that they wouldn't want to sacrifice themselves. I don't know. And also, but it's well, like maybe a big that's deal what they're that going to they, do going forward. Broken this time loop as well. It's like they've they're sending people into this time loop. Mm. And is is that because? nothing can touch the things that are in the time loop which is the doctor they want to kill the doctor yeah maybe that's it the the time loops in this building and doesn't extend beyond it and therefore they have they can't be waiting outside it because the when the time loop ends the tardis is fixed again and she could just get in the tardis and fly away so they need to get her before the time loop ends, maybe. Maybe. So we can only destroy something is just, the building. Something's just occurred to me. Uh, the the flux was bad, right? I mean, the flux destroyed a huge portion of the of our universe. Yeah. If you just hit off and on again on the TARDIS, it creates a time loop, which allows you to break the rules of this franchise and change even fixed points in time. Mm. Why not just undo the flux and <laughs> save most of the universe by flicking the on and off switch <laughs> you know, on the TARDIS? She didn't, she didn't know it was going to create a time loop. This is the first time she She does now. Well, I don't think you can. I think you, it makes a time loop where you are. Like, yeah. Know, so make that like, time loop, make it bigger, make it more than you know four I feel minutes like you or whatever. Surely you can. She's got more control over the time loop than she does. This is mostly oh. the TARDIS yeah. being sentient. Well, sort of yeah, thing she, again. she's like thanking the TARDIS. She, yeah, she thanks her at the end. Yeah. So it's like, if if you did this oh, I on purpose to save me. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, yeah. so that's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tardis, hey, where were you when the flux happened? <laughs> Sixty-eight to seventy-four percent of the universe would like to know. Like, we're talking countless trillions of lives lost. And apparently could be easily remedied. I'm just saying TARDIS. RTD, maybe on and off switch. Uh, <laughs> chunk of time, I'm just saying. TARDIS doesn't give like... a shit about 68% <laughs> of the universe. As long as Doc says, that's all <laughs> That's all she cares about. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is the J.J. Abrams, let's blow up Vulcan or implode Vulcan thing. So J.J. Abrams implodes, oh, spoilers for Star Trek 2005. So J.J., oh, 2005, whenever it was, 2009, the re. So J.J. Abrams implodes Vulcan, Spock's planets. All of a sudden, this thing that has been huge in the canon no longer exists. Let's say in the second movie, someone discovered an on-off switch that <laughs> fixed it and remedied the timeline and saved billions of lives. Would you not flip that switch? I feel like you would flip that switch. <laughs> like that might be coming. For all we know, like that's the the third special. Well, I, yeah, but, uh, I feel. Like oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, it has to. They can't just be like this tiny nothing percent of the universe left for the rest of Doctor Who. I feel like they've got to restore it at some point. I think just for my sanity, because like, I did, I enjoyed this flux. The ending was. I, I wasn't convinced how the universe was at the end of flux, to be honest. But now this episode seems to have secured that those events were final because the Daleks got wiped out by the Flux and they're still wiped out. So that yeah. implies the rest of the universe we saw getting wiped out got wiped out. So yeah, we need to address this. It can't just be left like that, surely. But maybe they will. Who knows? Well, we'll see. I feel like they've now... Actually, th this is a good point that there's now 
at the very least, kind of a get out of jail free card that there is the ability to undo it. If if the BBC wants to, they can. They can make most of the universe come back alive. Yeah, although I think I I would have been like I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing Daleks again. I think, but I also wouldn't have been upset if Daleks and Cybermen had just gone, and then it was like we're oh, forced oh. to do something else oh <laughs> forever. Well, until RTV Jim, I'd like to let again. you know that there are Daleks and Cybermen listening to this podcast. There are a lot of ghosts out in podcast land right now. Very raspy ghosts, yeah. <laughs> I, I do also think they do rely too heavily on Daleks. Like we've just established, like every New Year's special for the last decade has had a Dalek in it. It'd True. be nice if that wasn't always the case. But I Not don't think you though, ever... right? Did Spyfall have Daleks? I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off there. No, I don't know. I think not. I think they had some weird internet gnomes. Internet Wasn't it something like, oh, okay. hey, we've got... Some... Yeah, I feel like it was the internet gnomes. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm going to have to re-listen to our review. <laughs> yeah, me too. Sorry, Marie. I feel like I just cut, cut you off very rudely. Oh, no. I think that was it. Okay, well, there was another relationship that we haven't really talked about that we alluded to wanting to talk about in this episode. Yaz like liking the Doctor, quote-unquote. I'm vocalizing the sign that Marie is doing right here. She's putting her fingers fingers in her throat. Okay, so that's a from Marie. Jim, how do you feel about that? Uh, Yeah, I I was doing it for both of us. It's just... (laughs) It's such a pathetically clums- clumsy way of dealing with it. I feel, yeah, I feel like I should clarify my like <laughs> yeah, vomit. Like, I just yeah, like, uh, quickly before we cancelled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. I just. It's the my least favorite part of Doctor Who is when they make the companion fall in love with the Doctor, and I feel like they did it so often with Tennant, and then like less and yeah. less as we've gone on. Like, you know, I hated it with Donna every time she fucking... I know she wasn't in love with him, apparently. She mentioned it every But there were illusions to it. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like finally we got to a point with, like, with um, Capaldi and Clara as well. I just don't think it was an issue. And it's just been nice. No, but even there, they ham-fisted a couple of comments. I remember we had a conversation about this. I think you, in fact, brought it up. Uh, Clara saying something like, hey, I like... Uh, my type is an older man. Like, I like yeah. older people. Something like, I like but, mature, sexy men. Whatever I feel like it was they did that in the like first episode when they were introducing him and it was a, a way of us accepting like oh he's an old guy now i don't know but anyway like okay. for the rest of their run together i don't think they did too much they definitely didn't with bill like and it just felt like oh we've kind of moved beyond that we've got past it we've realized people don't care about that and then yeah and then it just came out of nowhere i don't know if i was just not seeing it maybe there are hints like i know that yaz has been like she's been unhappy with the relationship she wants more from the doctor but i felt like it was the doctor's been really secretive she's not telling her the full story and i didn't see anything romantic in that i just thought she was a friend she was worried about her and then all of a sudden in this episode now she wants more she's in love with her i just didn't see it coming and it just felt really ham-fisted yeah yeah Yeah. we briefly discussed it marie and i and i kind of maybe regret how i phrased it but it it kind of felt like if this is the idea of a relationship that chipnall has then i feel like he's he's not known proper love you know it's it's like the idea of a relationship is that 
you know, someone you care about isn't treating you very well and then you get an apology and then your friend goes a bit gooey eyed is like oh i can see that you like each other is like what like this actually is playground logic this is like mm. pulling pigtails yeah. and and stuff it's just that is I, I, i'm it. not going to go into a cat quote but like you've just made uh, a donna cat paraphrase because she also talked about like playground behavior especially yeah. when he then talks to doc and he's like oh yeah he likes 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 that that's weird are you teenagers this is crazy there's something else as well which didn't dawn on me last night but now i'm thinking about it dan stevens what's his name not graham dan lewis he in the last episode with him he was rebuffed by his love interest i can't remember yeah. her name now the museum guide or museum whatever the the the, yeah. the one who worked at the museum she goes I'm sorry, this is not going to work out. I don't want to be with you. And he, like, his entire arc has been about wanting to be with her. This is the episode after that. Mm. He couldn't be less heartbroken. He doesn't give a shit about his romantic <laughs> arc that was never fulfilled. And That's now true. he is somehow living vicariously through Yaz's unrequited romantic arc. Which boggles the minds. Well, I think he even references it because he's like, oh, I know how it, you know, I was in love with her for years and it didn't yeah. work out and don't make the same mistakes I did, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... That's his reason for like doing it now and not waiting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I re- right. I remember, I don't ever think I was, I didn't, I hadn't He started... seems fine to me. <laughs> oh, sorry, me. Um, I hadn't started doing these, I think, when Martha was still around. So I don't think I ever said it on a podcast. Maybe I said it, I can't remember when this, but I'm sure I've said it before. Like, yeah. I think everyone really hated the fact that Martha was in love with the Doctor. And I always kind of, but I always kind of defended it because I was like, you would be. Like, this person comes into your life that just shows you the world and opens up adventures and is like, true. incredible. Like, how could you not fall in love with them? So That's I do, like, the same logic applies to Yaz. Like, I don't have an issue with her like feeling something for the doctor that she can't like she's never felt for anybody else before. She doesn't even understand it. She said like I haven't even admitted it to myself yet. Like I have absolutely no problem with that because I just I think I would if Jodie Whittaker came and swept me off and said I'm going to show you the stars. Like there would be something in you that would you know you don't you can't quite put that. Into Maria, a I feel like I should tell you that Jim is what? sitting right next to you. I know, and he's and he's magnificent, <laughs> but he's never shown me the stars. <laughs> I could point out the window. <laughs> yeah, Jim, hint for next Christmas. <laughs> Show some stars. <laughs> but it was just how it's come about. It's so hampered. I don't feel like it, there was any build up to it. And I hate that it's Dan Agreed. that is there going, looking so smug and being like, oh, I brought these two together. Look at me. Like, oh, just... Yeah, it, it, like they could have made it if they wanted to do this. They could have been a sweet, special moment between like Yaz and the Doctor. And had this conversation of like, you know, I've never felt this way before. I don't know. And I don't know, whatever. I just don't think that Dan needed to be inserted into it. And it just felt like... Do you think it will lead to something? Well, I feel like they've only got two episodes left. I was going to say, exactly. These two characters don't have much time left. They have two more episodes this year. Do you Mm -hmm. think that we're going to see something... I mean, I don't think that we have even the potential of something akin to Rose and Doc, which is the last like big love story, Mm. because they spent so many episodes developing that romance exactly but do you think that something will happen between them will doc suddenly realize that she's in love with yaz or you know is there some sort of 
romantic spark there. I just don't think she can be because every time we talk about their relationship, it's like the doctor's holding back. She's not being herself. She's not talking to her and confiding in her in the way that uh, previous doctors have with companions. And it just it doesn't go hand in hand with me Mm. for me to like think that that could turn into a romance because I don't think their relationship Mm. is as deep as other relationships have been with companions just on a purely friendship level. So why would Agreed. that be the person that you'd then, I don't know, fall in love with? That yeah, no, I, to- I think you're completely right. Mm. I also the, think... The scene... Oh, sorry, Jim. No, sorry, you go on. Uh, sorry, the, I, I think the delay is increasing, by the way. <laughs> the, oh, no. Um, the, <laughs> the, the scene where not Graham tells Doc, oh, no, she likes you. Oh, I mean, she like likes you. That scene, yeah, he seems like, hey, I'm, I just made this happen. But her reaction is more one of, huh? I, I don't, A, understand, B, give a damn. Like, I, that, of yeah. course she likes me, yeah. I'm likable. Yeah, There, there exactly. doesn't seem to be any kind of reci- reciprocity of, oh yeah, no, of course, no, she's she's shown a lot of positive qualities and also I enjoy spending time with her. It's obviously just a blip in my almost infinite life cycle. But still, I mean, like, I really enjoy her company. Nothing, nothing from her. So if they now were to build up some sort of romance between them, it would seem almost fraudulent on Doc part i think it would be like well i mean this poor little human's lifetime is so finite so maybe i'll indulge her like it wouldn't mean much to doc but it would mean the world to yaz the only thing they could do is basically make it an off-screen romance that is like you you know we saw with um capaldi and river song like they had the 24 years yeah and you know we know that happened we didn't see it we saw uh, like a tiny snippet of it like that's the only way they could have a relationship i think there's, there's not Wait, i have another alternative i have a Who... counter argument okay uh what if yaz stays on for the next doctor and we have more than two episodes. Yaz stays on for the next Doctor, and she has, like, let's say, a season or two to develop the same kind of level of romance that Rose had a season or two to develop with Doc. And River as well. Like, when you're saying Rose and has River, lost yeah, right. great love, but actually River had, like, multiple seasons with multiple Doctors to build up that romance. Um, yeah. True. I mean, yeah. it would be a big, what's the word? Not coup, but, you know, they've been very open with when people have fin- finished filming and, you know, all, all the film and schedule stuff. And they were very clear that everyone, all these three oh, really? have finished. Uh, actually, I saw I an see. interview okay, sorry. the day with um, Doc and Yaz, and they asked Oh my God, Yaz you heard it here first, Podcast Land. Hold off the presses. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, if she was staying on for the next doctor, and she basically refused to answer yes or no, so oh, really? I don't think it's been clear. Like, that series is wrapped, but it's not clear. Whether oh, I think that's on. a yes. Do you think that might be a yes? Well, at oh, okay. the very least, maybe it's a oh, there'll be a little revisit. Like m- maybe she'll River Song it. You know, like maybe River oh. Song. You know, like River Song wasn't there for every episode, but every now and then, Doc and River's timelines would converge. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think. The other thing is, like, I totally agree with what you were just saying, Leon. And I, I think the thing that yes. feeds into that is that they've also tried, like, in a weird way, set up this doctor as being really socially awkward, like socially undeveloped, yeah. or even a little bit, you know, autistic or something. I don't know. The, the way they've had scenes where it's meant to be, like, emotion shared between her and the TARDIS team. I think she had, like, a thing about Graham having cancer and, or, like, just directly asked about how do you, how do I process this situation? And Doc's like, oh, oh no right, yeah. Clue. Yeah, it's, it's emotion. Yes, you're right. I mean, we've I seen that yes, with previous Doctors, though, as well. I think, I think, I think Capaldi had cue cards that Clara yeah, made for him. Exactly. 
I, I guess so. But then Capaldi was one that we didn't see a relationship. Like, did did the the people that are shown That's to have point. romantic relationships with humans? I mean, yeah, ever, Capaldi ever act that way. Capaldi had a relationship with River. No, yeah, true. Okay, maybe it's not a thing. I just felt like, that, like given given her reaction to to Dan in this episode, it it fed into all those other things where it's just very hard to imagine the Thirteenth Doctor like being romantically involved with someone. I think, uh, yeah, of all the Doctors, I don't think um, Jodie Whittaker has treated her. Like human companions as equals like she's always been a step above them like looking Agreed. after them yeah. and so it would be I really, totally agree really, with you but I think a, there's another oh sorry odd it would be like an odd power dynamic to then go into a relationship with someone that you've for this long like for years now treated as your like inferior yeah it would be like a sub dom kind of relationship because <laughs> that's the kind of friendship that they've had yeah. but the, um, I, I think Yaz has access to handcuffs <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I've forgotten what I was gonna say. Uh, it was something <laughs> fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of toys on the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, undoubtedly. <laughs> I believe we talked talked about the bondage room at some point, or the bondage closet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did I you think, feel uh, about? Uh, sorry, I can say I I feel like. Um, like we're we're obviously saying we don't really see where the relationship could come from, and you know if if they try to develop it. But that's not to say I don't want it to happen. I, I like if this had been set up differently, if it, they'd given it more time to develop naturally. The idea of having a lesbian couple with the Doctor, I think, is incredible for representation. Mm. I've seen so many people on Twitter who are just mm. grabbing at this as just like it's something. Mm. And I, I know I, I feel, you know, I can't obviously talk about what that means, but I can only kind of say it feels like it's been poorly delivered. Like to me, yeah, as, agreed. As, as this male, you know, maybe you can see other things like the whole thing about, yeah, saying I didn't even, you know, couldn't even tell myself, you know, is people are seeing that as her just struggling with her sexuality but it's just it's just one line it's just mm. it's just so underdeveloped it feels it feels cheap but it's not to say it shouldn't be there it's just it should be meteor it just yeah it just feels if if that's your plan then yeah do it better yeah yeah don't do it at the last minute which is yeah. what they've done here unless yeah stays on uh, mm. and for that reason it feels kind of ham-fisted like it that just it it seems uh, you're absolutely right about representation uh, being a factor in this, but it, just in general, giving the character of Yaz a bit more character depth, as in like just even defining her as capable of romantic emotion, <laughs> is something that we've never had any clue about. Like yeah. all we've had of Yaz for the past few years has just been archetype after archetype after arch archetype, and not a single one of them has been romantic or sexual or like anything. Like it, barely personal. The the only personal notes about her have been when the plot has touched on her family. Mm. And that's like two episodes. It's uh, Demons of the Punjab and the Spider episode with uh, what's his face, Mister Big. The 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 rest is just really shit one line or expository dialogue. And for that reason, this seems like a really desperate attempt to create some depth to a character that suddenly the BBC or Chibbers or someone has realized has been woefully underwritten since the get go. Yeah. Mm. True. Yeah. Oh, well. How did you feel about Jodie Whittaker? 13th Doctor, 13th Doctor. How did you feel about the 13th Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think kind of middling. I don't know. But I think, again, it was because of the, the situation she was written into sometimes. Like, the, the, the multiple times where she, like, sidles up to camera and just accepts being shot. Like, some people, I think, may have seen that as, like, defiant. And it's, like, a, it's what we expect from a doctor. And it's like, no, the doctor always thinks their way out of situations. Don't just accept their fate. But I think... I don't know. Someone else say stuff. I'm not quite sure what I think about the doctor. (laughs) What did you think about the doctor, Leon? Well, I think it's time for another cat quote. Uh, Not a quote. This is just a a note from someone who has never seen any prior incarnation of the doctor before. We both reacted to one particular element of Jodie Whittaker's acting in this episode. And I think, I'm not sure, I look forward to bearing this in mind as we, well, very soon we're venturing into the Whittaker era in the regular New Who channel. The gesticulation holy shit bananas it's so over the top it's always just like all right fam you can't see this podcast land i'm over like exaggeratedly gesticulating on on zencaster right now it's it's always like oh hello fam arms everywhere so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do this and we're all together and oh my god what fantastic and no one like there (laughs) there are so many Italians just looking at this episode and going like, come on, tone it down, <laughs> you know, like no one gesticulates like that. I mean, I want to point out that you're literally like your hands are like this as you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but I do this, re- I would say realistically as a human being, whereas she, I'm aware she's not a human being, but she's always like, all right, fam, it's, 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 you know what it is? It's as though the episode has been shot with 3D in mind. It's like, we're going to shoot this episode in such a way that in the future, when we have 3D TVs, everyone who's wearing specs can see her hands shoot out against the camera you know that like it, it yeah anyway it bugs the crap out of me figuratively I can't, yeah i can't say i've noticed it too much i think i can i can picture them the mannerism you're describing and it feels to me like someone who has is always wearing a jacket and so you have to kind of like <laughs> shove your elbows out to get the sleeves to, to move with you but beyond that it's just like <laughs> I don't know. It's emotional. That's what it is. Her jacket's just <laughs> ill-fitting. Yeah. Have a word oh, that's amazing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, because it came from a charity shop, you know. The, like, all her wardrobe that, is That's exactly home. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's itchy as well. Room in the 80s. <laughs> I oh, have to say, I've, no, I've not noticed that either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bear it in mind. Bear it in mind as we enter the, the Whitaker era. I feel like I'm preparing myself for the Whitaker era that I'm going to have to defend her every week because I really like her. <laughs> and all I hear from I'm you is how terrible I'm looking forward to re-evaluating her. Yeah. I, I really, really hope slash assume that I will come to like her more than I do at the moment. But Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, yeah. Have I you just, only seen I her episodes her. once I so far? I look... Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. So, what do you yeah. what do you think about this episode in particular? Did you did you love her throughout, or any, I can't any pluses, I, I can't remember. I like I say I didn't come into this phone notes or anything. I, nothing really stands out as like terrible or amazing. Okay, it just was the doctor. Yeah. Okay, this is not a Jodie Whittaker thing. It's also not even a directing thing. This is more of a writing, thing, like how the Thirteenth Doctor is written. Do you feel that this doctor, more so than prior doctors, puts an unnecessarily strong emphasis on family and we're teamwork and we're all together? And well, if we if we just complement each other to get we're friends. She did like I remember she started calling them fam quite early on, which I think I super love and you really hated. But... Yeah, yeah, no, it, it makes parts of me recede. 
Yeah, but it does into like, me. <laughs> I think it fits in with this. Like she's the boss. She's like the team lead, and she's trying to get everyone to work okay. together. And she's like trying to inspire them to give their best. Like it doesn't yeah, but she's feel like, like the team lead at a uh, what are they called? You know, like those corporate retreats. Like she's a team leader at one of those places yeah. where because everything is really exaggerated. She's <laughs> <laughs> really neat, like, and they don't want to be there. Exactly. <laughs> literally i think dan like both dan and yaz like when they walked out they were like can we just get back in (laughs) and she's like no someone's in trouble we need to go and rescue this person Uh. whose life sign i've just found or whatever but yeah i just feel like she's been let down by her team over and over and over again and so she's trying to just that desperate last attempt to like g them up and be like come on if we put some effort in maybe we'll live this time it's a hard job as a doctor I, I still put um, most of yeah. the issues with the 13th Doctor down to the writing and the direction. That is for sure. Because like in this one, there was, I think it bugged me slightly, the the uh, Companions of the Week sort of thing, having to take the authority of the Doctor. Like mm-hmm. they, they had a couple of lines of dialogue, at least maybe an entire scene, you know, with that, that concept, which you quite often do get with the Doctor. And it, it just didn't seem to yeah. be handled very well at all. It was just like, why should I why just take your authority? And she was just like, because you should, or mm-hmm. something like that. And and it wasn't any action there wasn't like even like two sentences it was just like a kind of a throwaway thing which i think for a different doctor or a different writing team or whatever there would have been a stronger reason or they would have followed it up with a quick scene of action or something yeah. where the person who's doubting the authority would just be straight away going fucking hell yeah do do it take over yeah. i'll save my life whereas what happened this time was <laughs> they made a plan and then everybody ignored the plan and she had to come back the next time around being like guys what happened yeah, we were exactly. supposed to follow the plan and it yeah it does feel a little bit weaker than yeah. what the doctors have been which is entirely to do with the script exactly yeah, yeah that's not her fault yeah which is real shame yeah but i like that I, she I, put a foot <laughs> down and she's like okay we do my plan this time and then everybody like got in line that was but, a very nice moment that was a moment yeah. that felt a little bit more capaldi-ish perhaps mm. a little bit more tenanty slightly more dominance well you know what guys i have literal millennia of experience why am i listening to you <laughs> fucking add a new s to your company sign you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah it, it, like it, she should take the lead the doc should absolutely lead in all those moments so it, i'm i'm with you mm-hmm. oh i'm re- uh, we are we're what we're one episode yeah we are one episode away from the jody Whittaker era I cannot wait to, in brackets, hopefully, reevaluate my opinion of her. Mm. It'll be good I stuff. Hope so, yeah. The Daleks are able to track Doc and the TARDIS. We already talked before about how they dispatched three Daleks to kill the Doc, even though they could just send an army or blow up the planners rather than send three Daleks. But they are able to track the Doc and the TARDIS. And they do so because Doc has now killed millions of Daleks. Mm. Doc had already killed millions of Daleks. And they've had 60 years to track the TARDIS. Yeah. I mean, the Daleks are written very poorly in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. You know what? I'm just going to cut all of my extra bullet points because they're all of this caliber. (laughs) I mean, the other thing that's related to what you said earlier about the, the whole kind of... Well, what everyone said about the the back door and like they could have just surrounded the building, they could have sealed off everything. It's like they also could have found the thing that they actually care about, as in the TARDIS, and just waited there. It's like Doc's coming back to this. Uh, Yeah, good point. (laughs) Well, you also know exactly where, like, 
I guess not actually. Every like the first few times they started back at the TARDIS, and then yeah, like, which is weird actually because I don't think they spent a minute at the TARDIS the first time, did they? I didn't understand where the Daleks appeared. Like once they start saying that they can like beam in through the time loop, I fi- no, figured the, they just kind of like threw the rules out of the book. But like the Doc and the, yeah, I think Yaz and Dan they started at the TARDIS. They started the times. same places. I think the time yeah. loop starting places only apply to non-Daleks. Why doesn't the Dalek just go and wait by the TARDIS if they know that's where they're going to appear? Exactly. That was my point. That's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they, seem, well, they seem to just appear in random places because yeah. sometimes they're right next to someone and then sometimes no Daleks appear for a good minute. So they've, they've gone into a random corridor, presumably. Mm. But at the same yeah. time, everyone's going, we can sense everything and we always know where you are. And it's just like, ah. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> at some point in the next year, two years, however long, we're going to catch up with this episode and we're going to review it properly. Yeah. Um, am I right in assuming that we're not assigning it a numerical value tonight? I don't feel confident to give it a numerical value, having only seen it once. I would like to. Same. Yeah. Yeah. See it again properly, maybe. I mean, I think. However, I think we have. It's res- clear what our vibe is. It's yeah. In yeah. the middle. <laughs> Middling. <laughs> I think so. Um, I am super duper looking forward to the next episode, Sea Devils, the return of the Sea Devils. That's mm. very exciting. They looked awesome, yeah. by the way. I like the new Who take on that. <laughs> um, we have received two listener minis for this one, two instant reviews-ish for Ooh. this uh, this episode. Shall we read them now or shall we wait two plus years <laughs> to read them? <laughs> oh no, uh, I feel like we should read them now. <laughs> that would be really let's do mean. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now let's hear from podcast land Max 250 Or it would get out of hand Okie dokie So we have two listener minis For this uh, instant in brackets-ish Close brackets Review of Eve of the Daleks First out of the gate We've got Andy Perkinson Hello Andy Hello there Andy (laughs) Andy starts Happy New Year to the Hubeck Wen Gang And Happy New Year podcast land Happy New Year to you too Andy Happy New Year So Eva the Daleks I freaking loved it And Andy has been kind enough To contribute a list of likes And a list of moves First like is How do you pronounce her name? Ailing B Aisling How do you pronounce her name? I think it's Ailing yeah, ailing bee. Oh no! Should we? Should we? Google that sounds that? like uh, an insect in recovery. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god! It does. Oh, no. I, I'm so sorry. I, I'm probably butchering that. Ailing bee, absolutely brilliant. Can we have her as a permanent companion, please? Uh, agreed, Andy. Mm. Andy also likes the setting, the Doctor running around in corridors, everything that's brilliant about Doctor Who. The time loop, a Dalek story with the same story looped over and over. What better appetite to Terry Nation? It's a nice point. Dan and Yaz's relationship is brilliant. Oh, you no dissing my mate. That's my job. That's exactly what you sound like, Yaz. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. Agree um, to disagree, Andy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And finally, Dan has swapped his walk for a steam iron and a ski. I love his choice of random weapons. Yeah, agreed. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> and he did give us, though, some poofs. 
First being, okay, I know the TARDIS was regenerating, but when the building blew up, we don't see how it got out. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, next. And speaking of the ending, it did feel a little bit rushed, and I'm not sure hiding behind wooden pallets is going to protect you from a massive explosion. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's where the holiday special vibe comes in, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you see the, the building completely turn into rubble, <laughs> that wooden pallet is doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Overall, it was a brilliantly fun episode, says Andy, and although there were some clunky bits, such as the 13 Yaz relationship feeling a bit clumsy, but he's nothing against it, and maybe we'll see that explored more next time. But Andy will ignore any bad bits because it was just that good. Probably his favourite Christmas slash New Year story so far! That's what you said, Oh, in brackets of the Chibber's era, I'm assuming. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Andy concludes in awarding this story... 4.5 4.5 Jeff's dodgy sex toys hidden in the basement out of 5. <laughs> Jeff! Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, we didn't talk about Jeff at all. No. I, I have bullet points that I censored <laughs> about Jeff. The fantastic mini, Andy. Thank you very much. <laughs> very good stuff. Yeah. First mini Thank of 2022. You. Oh, Whoa, wow. Yeah. Thanks yeah, uh, people honor. who are not Andy, my condolences. It's okay, don't you worry about a thing. You can find out what makes Andy tick. Follow him on Twitter. He can be found at what? Caffrey's 71. That's 71. Caffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got Kieran Evans. Hello, Kieran. Woo-woo, hi, Kieran. Yep, Kieran. <laughs> Kieran says, hi, folks. So that was good. I'm surprised. Just for reference, I liked quite a lot of Flux, but the ending episodes lost it. But you know what? That worked. That really worked. Doctor Who rarely does time episodes, so it's nice when they actually do. We know that it had to be a bottle up because of COVID, but you know what? That's fine with me. I'm sick of the big over-the-top finale slash specials, so the smaller scale is what I was looking for. Kieran continues, I thought our guest stars were quite good, particularly Eileen B. Eileen B. One of those. <laughs> and our friends, but Alex were sadistic bastards. Excellent. <laughs> Having only watched it once, this score is very instant and probably subject to change later. It gets 4.3 out of 5 rapid Dalek gun blasts. (laughs) And Kieran adds, Sea Devils! (laughs) In all caps. <laughs> yeah, holy smokes. Should point out, Kieran did shortly thereafter send us a follow up email with just a brief revision. <laughs> Very good. Uh, okay, drop it down to 4.0 as some of those jokes didn't land. Oh. Ah, but Kieran's wow. already one upped us. He's, he's already seen this twice, minimum. Nice one. <laughs> Well done, Kieran. Yeah, nice. well done, Kieran. Thank you very much for sending that in. Second mini of 2022. Woo, 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 woo. People who are not Kieran Evans, fret not. You can learn all about Kieran's mannerisms online. Kieran can be found where? Why? At KJ Evans too. <laughs> are we dropping the <laughs> E Vans? <laughs> are we dropping? Yeah, uh, Kieran. Uh, <laughs> Word on the street is that you've had a lot of queries about your electric van business. Your second electric van business, in fact. So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, what happened to the first one? <laughs> yeah, we're all trying to be better people, so we're done with that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kieran. That is fantastic. Thank you very much, Podcast Land, for listening to this review. Holy smokes, first review of 2022. I Ooh. have had a blast. Imagine me saying that in all caps, because holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes, I have had a blast. <laughs> me too. I had an also blast. Yeah, it was fine, I suppose. <laughs> I guess you're nice uh, people, whatever. Slightly ambivalent uh, reaction from Jim there, but it's okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the last of Doctor Who we'll be reviewing, however, because we've got some real doozies coming up. Next up is a new Who review, uh, the one that we, again, apologies, Podcast Land, the one that we intended to drop last year, uh, namely Twice Upon a Time, the very last Capaldi episodes. Oh my goodness. Holy smokes. Last of the 12th Doctor era. After which we are looking at some classic Who Me Thinks. Uh, Jim, do you know what that is? It's something called Frontios, which uh, people have already said they're very intrigued how we will take this. I think it might be. Yeah, have uh, you seen it? uh, A Marmite episode. I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh, really? I have have not, no. (laughs) I've not seen it either. I hear that it is a dumpster fire. Cannot wait to review it. (laughs) Okay, okay. No Marmite, just shite. Okay. Marie, what's uh, on the roster after that? Well, after that, we'll have an audio called The Reaping. That's right. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Can't remember which Doctor is in that. I think possibly the sixth doctor i'm not sure uh apologies podcast land i probably got that wrong this has been fantastic but this is not where it ends people can say hello to us online as well uh jim where can you be found i i can be found on twitter at jimmy the who jimmy the what now that's right no it's jimmy the who (laughs) (laughs) first time of 2022 nice uh Marie, how about you? You're not on Twitter, well, I, but you are on the the gram, I believe. Yes, I can be found on the Instagram at hammashandjelly. Wow, those are three of my favourite things. <laughs> and what about your good self? Where can people of podcast land find you? Oh, it's so kind of you to ask. I can be found at Ponken, P-O-N-K-E-N. High five me online. I will high five you right back. Peeps, happy new year. Thank you so much for listening. You've been a lovely audience. Be rad, be excellent, stay safe, and cha-chao. Bye. Happy new year, see ya. Oh, also happy new year from me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, happy new year. Yeah, look on. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more which increases in Kablamos with every episode and lastly give us a rating and review on iTunes it helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points that's it rock on and be rad and excellent to each other catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode until then ciao ciao who back when our cat just farted <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>